Welcome to Midtown Radio's Sunday special for November 20th, 2022. My name is Matthew Rappold, and thanks so much for joining us here live on midtownradio.ca. Tonight, we have a difficult but important show to bring you as we commemorate the life of Midtown Radio producer Jordan Fricker and celebrate his many wonderful contributions to our radio station and to the KW community. Jordan was a host and co-producer of the Local Music Live program, giving Waterloo Region bands and musicians a platform to share their talent with the public. Jordan also attended many of the station's events and recording sessions, assisting with our KW Live broadcasts this summer and fall. In everything he did, Jordan was a passionate, engaging, kind-hearted, and dedicated person. Our sincerest condolences go out to his family and friends, along with anyone who got to know this amazing person. On the show tonight, we'll be hearing from David Harms and Allison Dijak, hosts here at Midtown Radio, as well as from Cheyenne Bala and myself, who co-produced Local Music Live alongside him. All of us will be sharing fond memories and reflections while celebrating Jordan's lasting contributions to community radio and music here in Kitchener-Waterloo. Then, as our feature presentation, we'll hear Jordan's first ever live broadcast with the station, an excellent hour-long episode of Local Music Live, one which he wrote, produced, and hosted all himself with Kitchener singer-songwriter Amanda Brom as his guest. First, however, let's take a listen to a song from Jordan's very first contribution to Midtown Radio, a self-produced, pre-recorded interview with Kitchener band Living Room for Small in advance of their big Maxwell's show, opening for Mono Wales. The interview first aired on the station October 10th, and Jordan was adamant that it include some of the band's recorded music. So here now is Living Room for Small with their song, Talk.
You just heard Living Room for Small with their song Talk on this Sunday special live broadcast commemorating the life and contributions of Midtown Radio producer Jordan Fricker. Now, although Jordan got involved in Midtown Radio relatively recently, reaching out to us first in August of this year, he truly had an outsized impact on the station and every producer, host, and artist that he worked with. I'd like to welcome now to the show two Midtown Radio hosts who had the privilege of working closely with him these past few months. David Harms is the president of Midtown Radio, host of Radio Free Sundays, and worked with Jordan at the station, the first event that he attended. And Allison Dijak is the co-producer and host of On the Scene, recordings of which Jordan regularly attended as he learned the ins and outs of hosting and engineering live radio broadcasts. Welcome, David and Allison. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Glad we could be here. Mm, Thanks, Matt. So we all got the chance and privilege of getting to know Jordan through Midtown Radio. And David, I mentioned that you were engineering uh, on that first KW Live event that Jordan came to. Um, Do you remember how he found out about the station and why he wanted to get involved? And what do you remember about the first time that uh, you met Jordan? Yeah, thanks, Matt. I, I do remember those because um, if, if if memory serves me correctly, uh, he, he, the first time he was in touch with somebody, it was with you. And then the first time he was able to come out, uh, you guys were away somewhere for a band tour. And mm-hmm. so I remember you giving me a heads up saying, oh, this new guy, Jordan, is going to show up. And so this was one of the on-the-scene uh, live recordings at Jane Bond. and Oh, yeah. And yet, so I, I thought it was a KW live event, but it was an on-the-scene recording. It was an on-the-scene mm-hmm. recording. Okay. Yeah, so it was a Thursday night, and we were, uh, we were at Jane Bond in the kind of you know, early evening, but it was late summer, so it was warm out and sunny, and everything was great. And it was this funny back-and-forth uh, with the text and stuff to get it, and I think Allison can probably talk to that, of how he actually found the place and got inside, but... Nonetheless, once he was in there and, and, you know, we got the show set up and got talking and I was able to sort of spend the majority of the evening just chatting with him as we were sort of in the back doing the audio engineering and Danielle was 
hosting the show that evening and, and interviewing people. And so it was nice. It was nice to get to know Jordan a little bit. And, you know, we were talking, he was telling me about being a musician and he, you know, he had, he had many different uh, sort of knowledge of different instruments. He, he knew about multi-track recording. And so we were talking about, you know, the different technical aspects. And I remember thinking in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's going to be perfect because he, he just already knows how to do all of these things. And, and we found out recently that um, not only was he very adept at different instruments, but he also, he went to some uh, competition and was a finalist in some songwriting competition, like international songwriting competition. Super cool. Allison, tell us a little bit about that story of uh, how, when Jordan got first to that recording, how did he... <laughs> There was a bit of a mix-up with the texts or something? Yeah, well, so I think actually now that I'm thinking back to the emails, I think that Jordan found us from an ad at the Apollo Cinema in right. downtown yeah, right. Kitchener. Yeah. <laughs> and we were so excited because he was, I think, the first person that ever emailed us saying, oh, I saw your ad at the Apollo and it seemed interesting, so I'd reach out. And um, the fact that he was going to the Apollo there, like that's yeah. a perfect fit, right? We are Midtown Radio and the Apollo have close ties. Exactly. So he had sent us some emails and we had kind of um, just sort of chatted uh, via messaging for a while and figuring out what he might want to get involved with. And then we said, well, we do this live show, so why don't you just come by it and meet some people? Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't be there. And Matt, yeah, you couldn't be there as well. So we kind of had to say, if you go to Jane Bond, there will be Midtown radio people there and <laughs> you'll be, be able to meet them and then I remember this this picture of him popped up on our slack conversation it was a selfie of him in front of Jane Bond and he said I'm here and then um, uh, you know I saw the message come up wherever we were and then about 10 minutes later I saw another message come up say should I just come in? <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, go inside. There will be lots of people there. Look for the sound equipment. And it, it sounded like it was just a, a really fun night. I remember David or Danielle maybe sending a message after and saying, he'll be a great volunteer. He's a good fit for the station. So I'm glad that that one that went really well and ev everything that he came to since was was just always a joy to have him there with us keeping the conversation going he was just always a, a really enjoyable person to talk to whatever topic you had chosen he was just happy to make it seem like you said the coolest thing ever he made you feel really good about what you were talking about yeah absolutely and Allison you got the chance to get to know him at the various on the scene um, recordings uh, that we used to do every Thursday and like that ended up being a great spot for us all to get a chance to get to know each other I mean you were doing the recordings Jordan and I or and Jordan and I and David would hang out uh, sort of off off mic on, <laughs> on the side there and just chat about all sorts of things and start planning uh, programs but what do you remember about Jordan at those on the scene uh, recording nights yeah he, he always just seemed like so happy to be there which is which is great, you know, he was enthusiastic, loved uh, meeting the guests and kind of seeing who we had brought on that week. And then he just wanted to chat and hang out all night long, basically, as long as you were there and uh, talking together about really anything. Like I said, he'd, he'd keep a conversation going about any topic. Um, he just wanted to be there and, and be around folks that were doing interesting things with the community and, and the local art scene. So it was just always a pleasure to have him there with us and, and part of that Midtown radio team, whether he was on the mic doing interviews or just 
hanging out and being part of the team. It was always lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And David, do you have any other memories uh, of Jordan that you'd like to share from his time at Midtown Radio? Yeah, I, I have a number, and, and I was thinking um, when you're describing some of those nights at Adventurers Guild, particularly because we had a lot of, as you say, like, you know, Jordan and I would really get our conversations in at the beginning of the night or the end of the night, um, depending on what the other activities were going on. But one evening in particular, we were doing a live broadcast from TWB. Um, you two will remember it potentially from the other side because your band was playing. Yeah, yeah. And it was very cold, but we were still on the patio. And people were like cuddled up on the, cuddled up on the picnic tables and, and uh, you know, had blankets on. And as the evening was going on and, and people were drinking some beers and, uh, you know, people would get up and start dancing. And I remember then Jordan, all of a sudden he's up and he's dancing and he's dancing with people that he just met that evening as well. Yeah. And, uh, and we're watching going, yeah, like he is having such a good time here that uh, it's just it's such a pleasure to have, you know, um, a new volunteer like that that just fits in so well uh, right from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely, you know, if I was thinking about, you know, memories of Jordan, that would be top, top of my list too. You know, we, I was, like you said, I, Allison and I were playing on stage that night at TWB and it was freezing and my hands were so cold. And I don't remember what exactly the song was that we were playing, but then all of a sudden I look up and then Jordan is dancing right off to the side of the stage, like right, uh, right there where I think there was four or five people who were dancing together. And there's Jordan, you know, he's, you know, just met all these people that night, just having a blast, yeah, just really a blast. enjoying himself and yeah. just really fitting in with, um, with all of the Midtown radio people and all the people who were just there taking in the music too. <laughs> that was such a surprise for me to see um, just cause you know, he's just meeting those people. And I don't think I would be like that, especially I mean for me dancing, but um, you know, I don't think I'd be that brave to get up and dance in front of all those people. So it was really, really just so fun to see. And I remember just like a big grin breaking over my face when I saw that. Yeah. So Allison, anything uh, else that you want to share? Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm just so thankful for Jordan's enthusiasm. Um, a few weeks, maybe it was two weeks after we had that TWB show, uh, one of the bands that we had interviewed Friday Empire and uh, their friend Alyssa DVM, another local artist, they had had a local concert and they messaged Midtown Radio saying, oh, we can give you two comp tickets if you want to come. And uh, I couldn't come. A few of the people that had interviewed them couldn't come. And so we just sent out a message on our messaging board and said, oh, anyone that might be interested in Jordan said yep I'll be there I found someone to go with <laughs> so he was always just like so so excited to be involved and was just ready to support the local community support local music support the people that he was working with and the people he was around and that is something that's so special what a special quality yeah absolutely I, I can definitely remember more than a few occasions where uh, we were chatting about you know interviewing bands and uh, about you know just about like the support that Midtown Radio could provide ban bands in the community and I remember him saying this is what I want to do I just want to get in and I want to talk to local artists and talk about music this is what I want to do and I remember just being sort of in awe about how passionate he was about that and how he was willing just to jump in. Um, thanks so much, Allison and David, for sharing. Now, um, another person who got to work closely with Jordan here at the station is Local Music Live co-producer and social media manager Cheyenne Bala. Cheyenne, uh, Jordan, and I had planning meetings for the program that quickly turned into easygoing social get-togethers among friends. 
And unfortunately, Shay is not able to join us tonight, but she made sure to send in her reflections and memories of Jordan. So here is Cheyenne Bala on Jordan Fricker. Hey, Local Music Live listeners. This is Cheyenne Bola, social media manager, and I just wanted to give a few words and thoughts about Jordan Fricker and some memories that I have with him. Um, so I recently joined the team full force again after taking a little break over the summer. And uh, Jordan, me, and Matt would meet up for uh the show just to discuss what we would be doing that week and what to look forward to and Jordan was always uh, a breath of fresh air he was always cracking jokes and very was very energetic and just brought a, a a light to the meetings which I always appreciated and I would always leave those meetings feeling good not just because um, we had set up a plan for what we wanted to accomplish, but because I felt like we had a really good team on our hands, even though there were three of us, and uh, Jordan and Matt were a big part of that. Um, Jordan uh, even produced his own shows uh, during the time that he was working with Local Music Live, and he just had a, a love for music that we both could uh, relate to so it was really nice getting to know him even though it was for a short amount of time I think there were about three or four times that we met up um, but I he will be greatly missed and um, I think to Midtown Radio but also to uh, obviously his friends and family and just the world like his his contribution will to the world will not be forgotten. So um, sending my condolences to his family and his friends. And uh, yeah, rest in peace. Thanks so much, Shay, for those kind words. Now, Jordan's final live broadcast was with an all-female Cambridge punk trio called Misconduct. And I'll never forget how he said he wanted to put on a punk persona for the interview and therefore showed up with his hat twisted to the side, flashing the rock-on hand sign. It seemed to me to be classic Jordan as I knew him, doing things both very professionally, but also with a little tongue-in-cheek. Here now is Misconduct with their song, It's My Life.
Welcome back to the Sunday special here on Midtown Radio, celebrating the life of producer and friend Jordan Fricker. You just heard Cambridge punk rockers misconduct with their song, It's My Life. Up next, we will be hearing a full episode of Local Music Live, one which was written, produced, and hosted by Jordan himself. Before we get to the episode, however, let me set the scene for you. Before the recording of this hour-long live radio broadcast, Jordan had done only one other production for Midtown Radio. When he and I discussed the possibility of him hosting an episode of Local Music Live, I was cautious, saying that he could watch me host a few times until he was fully comfortable taking the mic. That is, if he wanted to take the mic at all. Jordan, however, was emphatic. Not only did he want to host an episode, he wanted to host the first episode of the season, and he wanted to choose the guest. That, to me, is my most lasting impression of Jordan, someone who was unafraid to jump into his passions with both feet. Caution be damned. Before I knew it, there I was behind the controls, counting down the seconds to Jordan's first live on-air broadcast. He, of course, absolutely crushed it. And so for tonight, as I listen to this episode, I'll be putting myself back into that space, right here in our studio, where he recorded this episode with Amanda Brom. Ready now, Jordan? 15 seconds to air. Mics are going on. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Four, three, two, one, and you're on. Hello, Midtowners, Kitchenerites, Waterluvians, and people of planet Earth. This is Jordan Fricker, and you're tuned in to Local Music Live, the home of KW Music. I've combed my hair, donned the finest of silks, worn the most robust of colognes, all to make a great first impression here on the radio. Tonight we've got an absolutely jam-packed show with new music from Waterloo Region's hottest independent artists, including the new people, Mojo Cola, Maddie Holden, and more. And if that's not enough for you, then you're saying, sure, but are they going to have an in-depth conversation with one of KW's own rising young talents? Shh, lower your blood pressure. The answers are resounding yes. Tonight I'm joined by multi-instrumentalist, producer, and singer Amanda Brom. We'll be discussing her debut album, Ladybug Basement. And she'll be taking a spin through the dreaded Midtown Radio local lightning round. But first, let's get to the music. We've got some brand new songs in the Midtown Radio rotation. Here's a great one by the new people. It's How I Live. I've been climbing mountains. I've been walking along the shores. I've been circling islands. I've been searching, searching. What am I searching for? These are the questions I'm asking myself Why? How is my will? Why do I cry? These are the questions I'm asking, I'm asking I'm fighting through the storm I'm looking for lightning in the night I'm holding my breath underwater Trying to try and make it out alive How is my will? Where is the time? Why? How is my will? Why do I 
love with the world today. Where did we go wrong? Some are forced to leave their home and told they don't belong. What is all with the world today? Where did we go wrong? Some are forced to leave their home and told they don't belong. Yesterday I wanted you Now I'm right in front of you All right After I had learned the truth Don't want any part of you tonight Some nights I think about it Some nights Oh yeah But these nights I couldn't be bothered Telephone, won't you just give me a sweet surprise? Some nights I think about it, some nights, oh yeah.
You just heard Mojo Cola with These Nights, and before that was The New People. My name is Jordan Fricker, and you're listening to Local Music Live on Midtown Radio, KW's hyper-local radio station. Now, one of the goals for Local Music Live is to be a place where widely region artists can come to chat about their music. So today, I'm pleased to welcome one of KW's own rising talents. Amanda Brom is joining me in studio. Welcome to Local Music Live, Amanda. How's your October been? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, I did. I had such a good Thanksgiving. Thank you for asking. I went to um, I went to the Pinery Provincial Park, actually. Very fun. And I got to feed chickadees out of the palm of my hand. Adorable. Which I literally, I felt like a Disney princess, like a Snow White moment for me. It was so much fun. No, that sounds, that sounds like yes. a great time. So I got to ask, are you a morning person? I'm just wondering because the Instagram, that Instagram message that came in at 6.15 this morning, <laughs> or is that just the life of a student? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it is, in part, it's the life of a student because I have 8.30 a.m. classes like four of the five days a week. And then on Friday, it's a 9.30 class, which for me is like, oh, I get to sleep in. Right. But then I am kind of naturally a morning person as well. I think I get it from my mom because she is, she's definitely like awake at like 5 30 just naturally no matter when she goes to bed so yeah i'm kind of I'm, I'm like a kind of a done by 10 p.m sort of person i get that i get that so which school are you going to i right now am at uh, wilfrid laurier university go hawks yeah. are you in first year i am in first year very good so um what uh i'm assuming you're taking the music program yeah yes yes uh, yep. so what, what do you what do you want to get out of the music program like what aspects Ooh. are you focusing on yeah so i'm in the uh the community music program right now so i'm doing in theory the idea is to do a couple years of that and then at the end of my second year i apply for the bachelor of music therapy program so that i can go in and study some of that because yeah that's something that i'm oh that's very interesting. interesting that's very interesting yeah all right so I gotta say, I've listened to Ladybug Basement quite a few times, and I really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful 40 minutes, really lowers the blood pressure, you know? Thank you. Now, so you're a lone wolf on this project, right? Like, you're writing, playing all the instruments, singing, producing, the whole nine yards, if you will. What, uh, what sparked the venture to ID into this musical world alone? Oh, all okay. Well, in part, it's just because, I mean, the lack of access to other people would probably be a great start to it. No, but like really, uh, it's because, well, I did like a lot of this project when I was in my grade 12 uh, popular music class. And this was kind of all during like the COVID lockdown sort of thing. So there was really not a lot of opportunity to be like in a collaborative space with a lot of other musicians. And so as a result, I'm just kind of like, okay, like what resources do I have? I've got a basement, I've got an interface, I've got like a MIDI keyboard, some guitar guitars let's see what i can do with just what i have so yeah that's no that's, that's awesome that's awesome so i noticed you uh, i noticed you released a few singles before the album so like what set into motion the i'm gonna make an album intention yeah so the i'm gonna make an album intention that was that definitely came from just the fact that i write so many songs it's like it's my source of like i kind of suck at just communicating my emotions as like a you know a, on a normal talking basis which means that i'm a great source to be on the radio you know what i mean but like um so when i write like a bunch of songs and they all kind of have like similar themes and stuff i thought that being able to kind of group them all together into one like concept it, it's very very appealing to me i think it's very interesting so for the uh, for the uninitiated, how would you describe the sounds on the album? 
Oh, okay. So I think it's it's pretty pretty chill. I think for the most part, uh, it's kind of there's a lot of like atmospheric sort of like dreamy stuff going on. Lots of you know nice like acoustic guitar moments. We got electric guitar moments. A ton of like harmonies and layering all those vocals because I absolutely love just stacking harmonies on top of harmonies. I love your harmonies. To be honest, like Thank it's, you. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So um, before coming on, I asked you to pick a couple songs that embody the album for you. Can you uh, can you tell our listeners which songs you chose and why? Yeah, totally. So the first one uh, that I thought of was the song "Why Do the Good Ones Go." That's the uh, I believe it's the second last song off the album. And so that one I chose because there's just so much backstory that goes into how. I like ended up creating that. Like, okay, I'll get into. It. Okay, so I I started off with the uh, the musician in residency program at the uh, the KPL, and that was where I learned how to do a ton of stuff with like music production and all that sort of stuff. And so I like made that song there, and then I like totally redid it like a year or so later, and then that was on the album, and that was like a huge piece of me like in my like musicianship background, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then for the other song that I chose, um, it was the song, while well, it's remember the title. Okay. Suburban melody. That's what it was. All right. And so that one, it's all about just for me, it's like, it's the sound of that, of that album. And it's also just the way, like it's, it's the content of the lyrics and it's all about just like the area that I grew up in and like those kind of external influences and how they influence like my my songwriting and just who I am. So yeah. Oh, very cool. All right, we are gonna hear Suburban Melody and Why Do the Good Ones Go by Amanda Brom. Bye. 
Welcome back to Local Music Live on Midtown Radio. You just heard the song Suburban Melody and Why Do the Good Ones Go by my guest Amanda Brom. Can I just tell you about a funny synchronicity that happened to me while listening to Suburban Melody? So I'm walking downtown to play chess on Duke Street, as one normally does, and I'm passing by what used to be that huge parking lot between King and Duke where, which was news to me, is now a, I don't know, 25-story condo right as you were, while explaining what I was looking at, I just thought it was funny. Amanda, thanks so much for joining here on the program. Now, you actually won the Dorothy Schumacher Award for Why Do the Good Ones Go? And I'm just curious, when did this happen during the album-making process? 
Yeah, so this happened, this was a bit after the album making, for the because al- I released the album in January, and then it was around that time in the winter as well that I actually received the, like, congratulations, you won, like, a songwriter award for the Dorothy Shoemaker thing, and um, I was, like, I was kind of in the midst of just, like, finalizing all of the, all the tracks when I got, um, I got, like, some advice from my, my one music teacher saying, like, hey, I, like, your stuff's pretty good. Maybe like consider, you know, applying for this. And so I was like, okay, well let's, let's choose, you know, a song that I think is, is pretty interesting, you know, like production wise and songwriting wise. And that was why do the good ones go for me? And so I just like submitted that kind of on a whim, forgot about it for a while. And then, yeah, when I got the, uh, the email being like, congratulations, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. No, oh, very nice. So just out of curiosity, how, how did it feel to win the award? Um, it was, it it was, it was interesting. I mean, I, I was definitely surprised because it, you know, it seems very, it's a, it's quite a surreal moment, but it also felt very like, I I was very appreciative, not only of like my music teacher that, um, you know, like recommended that I apply, but also just of, um, my, like the surrounding musicians that are in my, uh, in my high school community as well, because one of the other award recipients, actually, she's one of my close friends and she also received like, cause they have like different branches of the award or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so both of us actually won one of the like different, like kind of branches. And that was like, that was really fun. We got to kind of celebrate together. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. All right. I just got to say, um, not sure, but like that tremolo vocal part in Why Do the Good Ones Go, where it kind of, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's kind of like midway through, so like where the drums come in. Yeah. Hooked me instantly. And I was kind of wondering, why are you so conservative with your drums? Ooh, okay. So, do you want the honest answer? I want the honest answer. Okay, the honest answer is that, especially at this point, where I, because I'm like constantly learning production stuff, right? I'm like a self-taught all that sort of stuff. So with a lot of Ladybug Basement, honestly, I didn't have access to like a drum kit. I had, you know, like a MIDI keyboard, right? And I had like my own brain as far as like what I can do with drums. And so I I was my own drummer and I am absolutely not a drummer. So realistically, <laughs> there's not a lot of drums because I'm not very good at drums. You know what I mean? But then when there is drums, I feel like it adds to like, it makes them like even more powerful than if there were if they were there all the time. I totally agree. Like the the drums just like pop. I, I, find, I find like the lack of drums kind of like adds to like the dreamlike mm-hmm, yeah. quality of your music. Yes. But um, let's just uh, let's just talk about a little bit about how you got your start as a musician. So um, how did the musical virus get into your system in the first place? Like, what was your siren song, if you will? Ah, nice, nice reference there to the album. Very good, very good. Okay, so the, hmm, okay, I'm gonna blame my my neighbor and one of my very best friends. Um, her name is Vicky, and she got into Taylor Swift. And as one does, immediately she's like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to play the guitar. And me being, you know, like an eight-year-old, I'm just like, me too, right? And so I go and I'm like, I'm gonna learn how to play the guitar and my dad had played guitar before and so he had one like downstairs and I have an uncle his name's Adrian Jones and he's a music teacher and so I got to go and I took guitar lessons from him and my dad you know taught me a little bit like taught me songs here and there he taught me like keep on rocking in the free world by like Neil Young and all that sort of stuff rock on right and so that was kind of it's like a little bit in the genes I guess in the genetics considering all the like family members that that seem to like 
seem to like music, but it's also just like me being a child and wanting to, you know, have fun with my friends. No, that's amazing. So, so you, you started playing guitar around, around eight. Is that what you're it was, uh, probably around? Like, um, I was probably like nine, I think. Yeah. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, when, when, like, when did you kind of start picking up the other instruments? Like the, Ooh, yeah. Okay. So in elementary school, you kind of have the choice between learning the ukulele or the recorder. <laughs> and so, you know, recorder isn't exactly everybody's, you know, top choice, I would say. And so I was like, well, if I know guitar, ukulele is going to be easy peasy. Right. And so picked up ukulele there and just kind of if you know guitar, you can figure out ukulele pretty well, right? And then uh, as far as other instruments go, piano, it's just like, I still am not very good at it, but I'm taking lessons now, actually, now that I'm in university. Um, and then with, I played, I don't know, I played alto sax when I was in middle school. Didn't keep up with that, unfortunately, but I would, I would love to get back into that. And then um, another instrument I would like to mention is is one called the the mandolin, and okay, this one this one's a little a little funky, I guess, as to why I play this. So I found one at a thrift store, which was awesome. It was like twenty bucks, right? And so um, my name my name is Amanda, right? Middle name, yeah. It's Lynn, so I'm, I'm named after, unintentionally named after a musical instrument. So how can you not learn how to play an instrument that you're like unintentionally named after? Again, thanks mom for that. But yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So when did music become something that you were deciding that you were really going to dedicate yourself to? Yeah. Okay. So that one, it's probably probably around like middle school, I would say was when I kind of figured out like, this is what, this is what I want to do because I was doing, that was when I really started getting into, you know, going up and performing solo and like writing songs and actually playing them for other people. And at that point, um, it, it was kind of just like this, this realization that as I'm going in, you know, guidance counselors are telling you like, okay, what do you want to do with your life? Like what high school do you want to go to? And because I was getting like decent grades, they're like, you want to go into the IB program at Cameron Heights and you want to go and pursue the STEM fields and you want to like do all that fun stuff and make a ton of money. And I'm just like, but do I really though? Because I'm kind of like music makes me feel so fulfilled and I feel like I would be absolutely miserable if I was a chemist in a lab or if I was a plumber, even though those jobs are great, but I just, I don't think they're for me. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I was kind of like, you know, checking out Facebook and things. I saw your name come up a lot. Luckily you had a busy few, uh, few months with performing. Do you like performing? I do like performing. It is very fun, very exhilarating. I kind of get in this like headspace when I'm performing where like the entire rest of the world just disappears. I have like no other responsibilities and I am just like here in the moment and I get to like go and like connect with the audience and just like play all of the stuff that I that I write that's like it can be so personal and so like emotional and just being able to like share that freely with a bunch of people is it's amazing. All right. So before you came in today, I also asked you to uh, choose another, choose a song by a local artist that you found particularly inspiring. Um, I'll let you introduce that track to the listeners. What song are we going to hear and why did you choose it? Okay, so the track we are going to be uh, talking about is by Paige Warner. And she is actually, she's one of the uh, 
the music uh, she works for uh, for Adrian Jones Music School actually and she and I like we've shared our music together and that sort of stuff and she just makes such incredible stuff her vocals are absolutely amazing and she just put out a single and it's called Right Thing and it's just got like I just absolutely adore it so yeah totally recommend all right here's Paige Warner with Right Thing
Welcome back. You just heard Maddie Holden with When You Came Around. And before that was Right Thing by, well, almost local artist Paige Warner. But I'm of the belief here that it's Southwestern Ontario versus Toronto. So, Owen Sound, if you're listening, the Waterloo region is always open to expanding our boundaries. My name is Jordan Fricker. Unfortunate name, I know, but hey, it's built character. And you're tuned into Local Music Live, the home of KW Music on MidtownRadio.ca. As mentioned, I'm sitting across the table from Amanda Brom, our guest for this week's program. We've been talking about her album, Ladybug Basement. So where the name come from? Okay, I was kind of expecting this question because it's a bit of a weird name, right? A little okay, bit. It's a little bit of a weird name, but it's like a, it's a fun name. It's so, cute, it's fitting. It's, yeah, right? I feel like it fits the vibes. But like, okay, so it definitely, so basement, kind of more self-explanatory in that the entire album was made in my basement, right? Which is like pretty awesome, I would say. Anyway, as, as far as like indie musicians go, basement is kind of like the stereotype, but like go for it, right? And so Ladybug, that's when it's a little bit more, a little bit more fun. Actually on the, on the backpack that I brought into the studio today, there's actually a little crocheted charm of a ladybug on it. So that's, that's kind of fun. Um, but it's because, so I am like totally afraid of bugs, like to an absolutely irrational phobia extent where I can't, I went to the butterfly conservatory when I was a child and I was like sobbing and crying the entire time because I just couldn't like, don't land on me, stay away. But ladybugs, they are the exception to the rule in that I will actively go and like pick them up, let them crawl all over me. It's like a, a good fun time. But then it's also ladybug is kind of a, it's kind of a double thing in that a lot of the, like inspirations and like the muses for the album. They came from a lot of the women in my life actually. Um, so whether that be just like my sisters and my friends and just like all that sort of stuff. And so I wanted to make reference to, to them as like a major source of inspiration for me. And that's kind of how I did it with, with the album title. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm just kind of curious, what's your writing process like? Are you a music first person, lyrics l- lyrics first, or the opposite? Or are you a savant and just have the whole piece materialized in your head? Ooh, yeah. So this is definitely dependent on the piece, I would say. So I come from a background of, I do, I like, I did a ton of like creative writing when I was in like elementary school and middle school. And I did like, I still do with like a ton of poetry and stuff. And so a lot of times I do actually go lyrics first, which is kind of controversial. I feel like a lot of people are like melody or bust first. Right. But then no, I, I do, t- I do tend to like my lyrics and then just work the song around what the actual, like what the lyrics are saying. So I can, you know, make all like the musical elements reflect what I'm trying to say. But then sometimes if I'm trying to go for something that's more like something that I want to be more like poppier sounding or more upbeat, I will tend to go with like finding a cool chord progression and then messing around with like random like blabbing syllables until I find something that sounds nice melodically. Uh, but then with other songs, like with Why Do the Good Ones Go, actually, I just straight up went for it. And I just like went, I opened up my DAW and I like just sang what was coming into my brain. And I stacked a bunch of stuff on top of other stuff and just saw what happened. And that was the, uh, that was the conclusion. No, that's amazing. So uh, uh, actually, actually, my next question was just kind of like, do you do you find you can kind of like improvise from recording like do you kind of like jam with yourself you get new ideas by the layering and like stacking of tracks and everything absolutely yes especially because i'm doing a bunch of like the album just completely by myself you kind of do have to learn to like improv with yourself a little bit and so it does kind of help because i have a you know i have a lack of of formal you know training going on but i have like a pretty decent ear which is you know 
thanks right um but then so like a lot of my harmonies and stuff like i don't i don't understand why they sound good i just know that they sound good because i'm improvising and making it work and a lot of like the riffs and stuff that i'm adding in i'm just kind of i'm doing it on the fly right and so yeah no amazing amazing so do you think recording this album changed you as an artist any existential revelations about yourself oh god existential revelations that's pretty every day right no okay <laughs> i'm like i'm a very existential person it's not good um but i mean it definitely changed me as as an artist it to be able to kind of like create like a body of work that is just so like intrinsically myself and then to be able to like share that with a bunch of people and with a very wide audience it's very much like it's stepping out of your comfort zone and for me that was like that was a very big thing was just actually going and because like songwriting is such like a personal like therapeutic thing for me being able to go and share that with a bunch of people and actually develop like a community based off of me like kind of giving myself and being sincere that was that was super awesome yeah oh very good um any challenges that you face when recording or Mm. Yes, always. Always. So 100% of the time, yes. Okay, so I, I have a new laptop now, which is great. Uh, but before I, you know, I got my like first laptop when I was probably like, I don't know, 11 years old or so. And it was just this absolutely gigantic beefy like oh my god it was huge and it would it was one of those laptops where you open it up and it breathes at you when you turn it on you know what i mean yes perfect perfect. and so running you know cakewalk which is the 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 digital audio workspace that i use on a really really like a 10 year old laptop (laughs) it's just you know it doesn't really work and so i was also like for the first bit of when i was learning production and stuff i wasn't even using like a DAW like that. I was using Audacity (laughs) and I had like just a little like USB mic. I didn't have anything. Right. And so there were obviously those challenges, but I feel like they kind of, they kind of add to the, they kind of add to who I am as a musician. I think rough around the edges a bit. (laughs) All right. So we're in the home stretch at this point. How you feeling? I think I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Good. I'd like to play another song of yours. So this is let the credits and the good times roll.
Welcome back. That was Can't Stop from Misconduct. Okay, up next, it is time for our lightning round. The rules of this are as follows. I have a stack of KW-related questions, and Amanda, you have one minute to answer as many of them as you can. Are you ready? I am so ready. All right. Let's start the clock. Oh, God. What's your favorite cafe in KW? Favorite cafe? Um... Oh no, um, what's, I'm blanking on the name. Can I say Tim Hortons or are you going to sue me for that? <laughs> Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. <laughs> if Otis and Ophelia, the swans who live in Willow River Park, have uh, another baby, what should it be called? Um, not Canadian Goose. 
Canadian goose antithesis. Sorry. <laughs> Finish this sentence. People mostly know KW for its tech industry, but it should be known for... It's various other problems. Which <laughs> <also> <laughs> Uptown Waterloo or downtown Kitchener? Uptown Waterloo. I'm sorry, Ooh, Take that, Kitchener. Underrated restaurant in KW. Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, probably, oh, there's this place right by Laurier. I'm blanking on the name, but it's like just in like the basement of like some random, it's like some dude's house, honestly. And All right, there you go. Like if you're in the basement food. of some random dude's house, go that's, to that restaurant. That's where it's at. Okay. If you could make a music video anywhere in KW, where are you making it? I would make it in probably one of the random back alleyways that have really cool graffiti. Awesome. Farmer's Markets, St. Jacob's or Kitchener? St. Jacob's. All right, very well done, Amanda. And that brings us to the end of our lightning round. Well, I think it's almost time for us to wrap up this episode of Local Music Live for October 18th. My name is still Jordan Fricker, and thanks so much to everyone across Waterloo Region and around the world for tuning into MidtownRadio.ca and spending your evening with me. A massive thank you as well to Amanda Braun for joining the program to share songs and stories. And before you go, Amanda, can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you online? Absolutely. Okay. So I am on Instagram. I am at Amanda Braum Music. That's B-R-A-A-M. Very fun last name, I know. And then we've got, uh, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. All those good places. YouTube Music, Amazon, all that stuff. And I am Amanda Braum there as well. So you can reach out to me on all those places. I'm up on SoundCloud. I'm posting a bunch of new demos there all the time so look out for that i am amanda brahm there as well awesome this week's local music live has been written and produced by me jordan fricker with production and technical support by matthew rappold we're broadcasting both locally and across the globe at midtownradio.ca now don't you dare turn that dial because up now up now there is more new local music for you to enjoy to close us off we have a couple more fantastic local tracks first we have noah stoley with david followed by adult recreation center and then if we have time alexander boudreau broadcasting live from uptown waterloo my name is now garlou fletcher and you have yourselves a wonderful tuesday night david fell down in a cemetery town how did he get there Hotels have good reviews for the price. And I wanted his autograph, now he's wanted off the path. Like Ozymandias, we know in our bones we can live forever if we try.
Wash your money down, don't be shy. Take your time and anesthetize. Just put your money down, stay a while. And take your time when it's your time.
That was an encore episode of Local Music Live, written, produced, and hosted by Jordan Fricker, with special guest Amanda Brom. On behalf of David, Allison, Shay, and everyone here at Midtown Radio, thank you so much for tuning in to this commemorative Sunday special broadcast, celebrating the life of our friend Jordan, a.k.a. Garlew Fletcher. As Jordan signed off, you have yourselves a great Sunday night.